Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our weekly briefing. Um, today is September 24th, and we will be hearing from Public Health and Madison Metro, and I have a number of updates as well. So we'll start this morning with uh, Director Janelle Heinrich of Madison Public Health, Dane County. That's the wrong order. <laughs> Good morning. Yesterday, we surpassed 9,000 cases of COVID-19 in Dane County. We will release a snapshot this afternoon with the latest data, but I have a few details that I can share now. From September 8th through September 21st, 2,503 people tested positive for COVID-19 in Dane County. Of those, 65% were from UW-Madison students and staff which is down from 76% of the cases we saw affiliated with UW-Madison last week. And 90% of the people interviewed from this period reported having symptoms. While the 18 to eight, excuse me, while the 18 to 22 age group continues to represent the majority of cases in Dane County, other age groups are starting to see an increase in cases as well. The case counts trends for Dane County without UW-Madison have also increased over the past two weeks. Comparing data from the weeks of 9-8 and 9-15, we are noting a statistically significant increase of cases amongst, COVID, amongst individuals non -affiliated, not affiliated with the university, an increase of 67%. We know that some of these cases are due to clusters without a clear, clear link to other cases. And we're seeing clusters from weddings and social gatherings continue to be sources and evidence, unfortunately, of individuals returning home from other colleges or universities resulting in positive diagnoses of friends or family members. A frequently asked question that we receive is whether or not the spike of cases on campus has resulted in spread off campus. We are calling this spillover. We are closely monitoring the data for evidence that the cases on campus have led to the spread of virus off campus outside of uh, UW students and staff. We cannot say at this point in time for sure that there is or isn't spillover. We are studying three key data sources for evidence that this might happen. We look at case count trends, heat map, of age groups and case notes. We published a blog post about this method yesterday. What we know, as I've said, is that we are not seeing that evidence yet, but we will continue to assess the data sources for evidence of spillover and we'll keep you up to date as in our data posts and other um, ways we communicate regularly with you. What we do know is this. COVID is here, and unfortunately, it's not going away anytime soon. And there is still a lot that we don't know about COVID. Long-term symptoms like fever, brain fog, and heart damage are some of the conditions individuals who have recovered from COVID continue to experience. And this is why we need to maintain our vigilance to the practices that keep us well. Whether you're in Dane County or not, please continue to wear masks stay six feet apart, keep your bubble small, get your flu shot, and practice all the other 
good hygiene practices to keep yourselves, your family, and your loved ones well. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. Next, we'll hear from Justin Stuenberg, who's the director of Madison Metro. Good morning. Uh, so Madison Metro has been uh, changing a lot over these past several months as we um, start to restore some service uh, that was lost during the pandemic. So on October, or I'm sorry, on August 23rd, we restored much of our service that existed prior to the pandemic, although critically not all of that. Uh, the service was restored roughly to about an 85% level of what pre-COVID levels were. And then on September 1st, we implemented uh, reinstituted fair collection. Um, both of these were, were made possible uh, and necessary because of the UW reopening, as well as our ridership starting to come back. Uh, we have, in, in compliance with the, the public health uh, requirements, uh, masks are required on the buses. And so far, we've seen pretty good compliance with that. Uh, we've also implemented shields that uh, kind of protect the drivers from the aisles. Uh, and that's allowed us to um, provide our drivers some additional protection for those coming on uh, through the front of the bus, as well as protecting the passengers. Uh, Typically, we would have gone through a public hearing process before making any of these changes. However, because of the, the fast-moving nature of this, uh, the pandemic, we, we did have to make these uh, changes without a normal public hearing process. That is not a decision that I took lightly. I very much value, uh, and the City of Madison values the public process. And so in lieu of that, we are having a public hearing uh, after the fact on October, October 14th. Um, as part of our Transportation Commission meeting. So for those of you who do have comments uh, on that, uh, those changes that were made, I encourage you to attend that public hearing. Uh, and we'll look at um, you know, minor changes as necessary in January to uh, address any public comment we get. The bus rapid transit project is still moving forward. Um, that, that project, uh, we're actually having a public meeting on October 22nd for that, and you'll be seeing some information come out soon about the, the public meeting for that. Um, and the plan for the BRT project is still on schedule with the intent to open uh, for service in 2024. In addition, we're uh, just starting a route network redesign uh, project. Uh, this uh, contract is being routed for signature now um, and would get kicked off here in the next month or two. Uh, and then uh, throughout 2021 uh, would have a significant public outreach component in reevaluating our entire route system uh, and looking at um, ways to, to really transform our network around what Madison is and needs today uh, with the intent uh, with re uh, implementing any changes recommended in uh, the summer of 2022. And then finally, uh, electric buses is uh, something that has been, um, I know, talked about a lot in the Madison community. I'm, I'm happy to announce that our, our first three electric buses will be here later this year. Um, and then we'll uh, have a much more significant investment in electric buses with our bus rapid transit project. So uh, with that, I'm happy to take questions after this is over. Thank you, Justin. I'm looking forward to those electric buses. 
Um, all right, so I have a, a number of things to go through and I wanna start by going back to public health and um, reminding everyone that on Tuesday, uh, Governor Evers extended the statewide masking order um, through November 21st. And of course, Dane County also has a face covering requirement that took effect in July. Um, and just to remind folks, um, in case anybody is getting pandemic fatigue, um, under both the state and the county orders, everyone who is five years of age or older must wear a face covering. Um, and they must wear them indoors and in any enclosed building where there are other people, um, except for members of your own family. Um, if you are in line to enter a building, you have to wear a face covering. If you're in a vehicle with other people outside of your household or family, uh, you have to wear a face covering. Uh, and if you're in any other confined space that's open to the public, where there's folks around you, um, that are not in your family or your household, you need to be wearing a face covering. Um, and so the face covering is uh, any cloth or material that covers your nose and your mouth completely. Um, both are necessary. Down here doesn't help. Um, up here doesn't help. Um, and it could be a mask, it could be a bandana, it could be a disposable um, or paper mask, it could be a neck gaiter. Uh, it could be any other sort of uh, face covering that covers, again, both your nose and your mouth. Um, the ex uh, exemption to this is anyone who has a medical condition um, or an intellectual or developmental disability or a mental health condition that would prevent that individual from wearing a face covering. Um, so just again, mask up Madison. Um, we know that this uh, COVID-19 pandemic is still here, still with us and will be um, for the foreseeable future. And one of our best tools against it is wearing a mask. So I really encourage everybody to um, keep up compliance um, with the masking order. Next, I wanna remind you again that you, uh, we are in the census time and we need everybody in Madison to fill out their census. You can fill it out online at my2020census.gov um, you can also fill it out via phone between 6 a.m. and 1 a.m. Um, if you want to fill it out in English, you can call 844-330-2020. That's 844-330-2020. In uh, Espanol, 844 uh, and uh, it's very important for everyone to participate in the 2020 census um, for three big reasons. Number one is funding. The census count affects state and federal funding for our community over the next decade. Every person who is not counted will result in an estimated loss of $2,000 per year for the next 10 years in federal funding for important community investments like healthcare, transportation, and affordable housing. Reason number two is that we need to accurately reflect the diversity of our community. Madison has grown and changed a lot in the last 10 years, and an accurate count of all of our neighborhoods will help community leaders and researchers understand the true diversity of the people who live here. And some of the most 
historically undercounted populations in the census are people of color. The third reason is representation. Our political district boundaries are based on the census. Everyone living in the U.S., not just citizens, must be counted to ensure equal representation at all levels of government. So people mostly think of this at the federal level, but actually here in the city of Madison, our wards, our aldermanic districts, our county supervisor districts, state districts, those are all based on census data. So it's very important for representation that everyone be counted. Um, you, again, everyone, regardless of citizenship, um, should be counted in the census. Um, and by law, census information cannot be shared with immigration officials, law enforcement, landlords, creditors, employers, or anyone else outside of the Census Bureau. So again, my2020census.gov or call 844-330-2020 to complete the census. It takes less than 10 minutes. Um, census workers are also coming around and knocking on doors. Um, so if a census worker does come and knock on your door, please answer and please take the 10 minutes to fill out the census. It's really invaluable for our community. Next, uh, it is voter registration week, and I strongly encourage you to visit myvote.wi.gov to make sure you're registered to vote at your current address. If you have a Wisconsin driver's license or a Wisconsin ID, you can register at the same site online. Um, if you don't have a Wisconsin ID, you can stop by the clerk's office between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. with proof of address to register in person. Uh, the building um, it, here at um, 210 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard is locked, but the office is open. And so if you go to the doors um, that are farthest to the right when you face the building, there's likely going to be somebody right there to let you in and get you registered. Um, if not, there's signage of, with a number that you can call. We also have voter registration drives uh, this week all throughout the community. Today, um, from 10 to noon, so you could still get there, you got 45 minutes, um, at the Good Shepherd Food Pantry at 5701 Raymond Road. Um, uh, also until noon at the Catholic Multicultural Center at 1862 Beld Street. Also until noon alongside the library's Dream Bus at Sandberg Elementary, 4114 Donald Drive. And today, starting at noon, going to 6 p.m. at the Orpheum Theater on State Street um, until 2, 2 to 2.30 p.m., uh, alongside the Dream Bus at the East Madison Community Center on Straubel Court. From 5.30 to 7 p.m. in the Urban League parking lot on Park Street. And also from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Uh, back to the Good Shepherd Food Pantry on Raymond Road. Um, and on Friday, uh, from 1 to 1.45 with the Dream Bus at the Allied Drive Learning Center. Uh, from 2.15 to 3 p.m. with the Dream Bus at Owl Creek uh, at 23 Horn Horned Owl Drive. And from 5 to 7 p.m. at Bree Stevens Field on East Mifflin. Um, and that one is hosted by the Latino Professionals Association and Ford Madison Football Club. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, Saturday, I'm very excited, is going to be one of two 
Democracy in the Park Saturdays. Poll workers will be in every City of Madison community park, neighborhood park, and mini park to register voters, answer questions about voting, and accept the delivery of absentee ballots. This is the biggest event the city clerk's office has ever organized outside of an election day, and we're all very excited to see you all in the park, getting registered, dropping off your ballots, and getting any of your election-related questions answered. In addition to holding 231 voter registration drives this week, the city clerk's office has released an elections podcast and you can find it on iTunes, and it provides voters with the behind-the-scenes information uh, about election processes and security precautions. So you can download uh, the podcast, uh, search for Madison Votes on iTunes, and it will cover, uh, it has episodes on the following issues, voter registration, absentee voting, absentee voting in special situations, voter ID, myths about voting, serving as a poll worker, election accessibility, election security, the life of a ballot, how you can track your ballot through the process, um, uh, pandemic precautions, what to expect at the polls, and what happens after the polls close. So our amazing city clerk's office um, has put together just a wealth of information to make sure that everyone here in Madison understands the election process um, and how you can vote. So one more time, please register, please request an absentee ballot um, if that works for you, and please get that ballot back to the clerk's office as soon as possible. We will also have a number of early voting sites, and obviously you can always vote on election day. Next topic, uh, clean streets and clean lakes. Uh, the parking enforcement for clean streets, clean lakes will resume on October 5th. So enforcement of all of the posted clean, clean streets, clean lakes, parking restrictions will start on October 5th. And these uh, areas prohibit parking on one side of a street for a four hour window of time. And it allows for street sweeping, snow plowing and other maintenance work. In many areas uh, of Madison, this is a year-round restriction, um, and uh, we are bringing that back on October 5th. So make sure you check the signs um, before you park, because those, those areas will be enforced now. We also um, continue to uh, temporarily suspend the residential permit-only areas and the one- and two-hour time limits in non-metered areas. Um, but we are continuing to enforce all of our on-street meters uh, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I want to remind folks that there is still a temporary $5 daily maximum in all city-owned public parking garages, and the first hour of parking in our public parking garages on Saturdays is free. Uh, for more information about parking restrictions and enforcement, you can visit cityofmadison.com slash parking dash utility. That's cityofmadison.com slash parking dash utility. Um, now in the good news category, I'm happy to announce that the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center has achieved a GBAC star facility accreditation. This is the gold standard of safe facilities uh, that have implemented the most stringent protocols for cleaning, disinfection and infectious disease prevention. And in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, this is exactly what our facilities need in place to deliver clean and healthy environments that are safe 
for folks to come and visit and do business. So I want to congratulate the team at Monona Terrace on achieving this uh, GBAC star accreditation. Um, it's, a, it's a great feather in the cap of a great facility. I just want to remind folks that there's a number of community resources available for families that are in need. The city's housing helpline um, is 608-264-0549, or you can email housinginfo at cityofmadison.com. If you need help with internet uh, or phone service, you can call the State Public Service Commission at 608-267-3595. Um, if you need help finding childcare, you can call the Community Coordinated Child Care at 608-216-7022. And if your family needs any of these or other services, you can always call the United Way's 211, um, and they will help you uh, with all of those plus uh, food resources and more. So again, you can call 211 or you can text your zip code to 898-211. Uh, finally, upcoming meetings uh, in the next week. Today at 4.30, the Community Development Authority meets. Uh, also at 4.30, the Housing Strategy Committee. At 5, the Disability Rights Commission. At 5, the Digital Technology Committee. And at 6, the Body Worn Camera Feasibility Review Committee. On Tuesday the 29th at 4.30, the Common Council Executive Committee meets. And on Wednesday, the 30th at 5, the Public Safety Review Committee meets, and at also at 5, the Transportation Commission meets. All of these meetings are virtual, and more information about how to attend them, how to speak at them, uh, plus other meetings on the city's calendar are available at cityofmadison.com. Right, that is my list for today. Do we have questions? Uh, yes, Mayor, we have a number of questions for Janelle, Public Health. All right. Janelle, come back up. Good morning, Janelle. Um, we have three subsections of questions. Um, the first is, Wisconsin as a state is seeing an increase in hospita hospitalizations due to COVID-19. What is Dane County seeing as far as hospitalizations? Is the number, is the number increasing, and if so, is it simply because of the rising number of cases or something else? So if you look on our dashboard, it'll indicate that we have experienced a fairly uh, stable level of hospitalizations uh, in our local hospitals. Uh, but that doesn't mean, and, and our hospitals are well prepared, we're talking with them regularly, but it's a reminder that uh, hospitalizations, individuals in, in our hospitals may not just come from Dane County. Uh, they may come from around the state as well if they're needing ex, ex, extra care. Excuse me. Okay. Um, how are we doing in terms of hospital vacancy in Dane County? Is there a risk of hospitals being overwhelmed soon? I can't answer that question right now. Okay. Um, UW-Madison uh, says cases spiking on its campus are not going beyond the campus community. Is that the case? Have you been able to determine whether there has been some trickle-down effect into the great Madison and Dane County community? As I mentioned earlier, we, we think of that as spillover. 
we monitor three things. We monitor uh, case count trends on a weekly basis. We monitor a heat map of the age groups who are where we're seeing more illness. And we look deeply at the case notes. At this point, we are not seeing evidence of what we're calling spillover beyond campus into the community, but we are paying very careful attention to that. And the last set of questions is, what is the update on enforcement of Dane County pandemic uh, orders? Um, how will that happen and who will be involved as you go from education to enforcement? So uh, we, we have spent and we will continue to educate individuals if there is a perception or an actuality that there is a, not, a lack of understanding of the appropriate things to do. But we are seeing that there are things that we have uh, set forth with education and we're still seeing perhaps lack of compliance. And then we'll, uh, our, the next steps would be to write a citation for violation of those orders that would come from public health. It could come from uh, a local law enforcement agency, but right now that's largely been uh, proffered by the public health staff. Thank you, Janelle. Any other questions? That is it. All right, thanks again to Janelle and Justin for joining us today, and thanks to all of you who are watching. Uh, we will see you next week. Have a great day, everyone.